When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Command Time with Kalen DT on the Fans First Sports Network. This is the post-game pod after another thriller, but most definitely... Did not finish and get the win. Is another L for the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders so far four and six this season. Uh, after week ten, they went to Seattle and lost by three points, 29-26 by uh, a Myers forty-plus yard field goal to win the game. Kayla, it, it, we're starting to see this cycle. A lot of things starting to repeat itself with the good, but most definitely the bad is still there with this team. Um, how are you tonight, and how do you feel so far after leaving this game? I'm feeling about the same as I did when I came into this game. The defense has to step up. Somebody has to step up on that side of the ball. The offense can only do but so much, and they're producing points. And at some point, we do have two of the best defensive linemen in the NFL on the team. They do have to put some type of production. There also has to be a veteran leader on that defense, even though they may have speeches. They may somebody else may need to be a leader to get everybody together because the same things keep happening. The defense keeps collapsing every week. Final possession of the game, we score a touchdown. How do you feel about not going for two? With time still left on the clock. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I was not, I, I did not have a problem with them not going for two. I understand the whole hoot raw about it. It's like in certain games you can you understand why you need to go two, but there's also games you're like, hey, let's let's not force it right there. I mean, I get it, like you could have called your best play there, but it's also the simple fact mainly because this defense is not shown that they are capable of stopping teams consistently when it matters. And I think that's the biggest point of reason why people want to go for two. But we really didn't have to go for two if, you know, uh, a certain long snapper actually has the ball high enough for a punter and good enough for a punter that catches it and our kicker can kick it. Like, that one point 
that we missed was looming throughout the whole game. Throughout the whole game. I mean, that was Sly's first missed extra point this season. And Cheeseman has just underperformed this year, plain and simple. I don't believe he should be on this roster next year. He switched up his technique. It got better a little bit, but now he's starting to slack back up. And as a long snapper, it's unacceptable, plain and simple. You shouldn't have your punter like Tressway adjusting it for you. That's losing us games as well. So things definitely have to change along those rails with Cheeseman. Because that one point did haunt, come back to haunt us in the end of this matchup. And another thing about this matchup, I do like how within these past two weeks, the running backs have been used in the passing game. It has opened up this offense to another level, not just with Gibson, but with the B-Rob as well. He's showing he can be a beast with the not just giving him the rock up the middle. He can be the beast, just sling him to the side. He just go all the way down. Um, They're just so versatile. The running back room is so versatile. I like how they're actually being used. I still would like to see some more of Rodriguez used and more of a balance. But I think this offense has caught on, and I don't believe there's no team pretty much that can really stop it. All they can do is go up. Yeah, um... The the uses of the running backs was definitely good this week, especially the tight ends and the flats, attacking the flats of the defenders of the Seattle Seahawks with their type of defense they run. Um, was not really surprised we couldn't get our wide receivers really that involved. Uh, give credit to Seattle. They have a good secondary. Just the main problem with that team has been which Seattle team you were going to get. And that was the biggest question I had when we had Pope up here. I did not know what Seattle team we were going to get. Were we going to get the team that went toe-to-toe with the Detroit Lions, or were we going to get the team that lost by 30-plus points to the Baltimore Ravens? And the biggest thing that set that off for Seattle was Geno not turning the ball over. Because he's been – in games he's turned the ball over multiple times this season. He's actually – they've actually lost those games. So with him protecting the football, I think that helped out a lot. I would have loved to see one of our corners get an interception this game, but it didn't happen. They do have a good wide receiver room. And our, our secondary, and particularly Benjamin St. Juice, he's a solid corner, but he has to play discipline. He can't keep a job in the NFL every week, catching DPIs in like twice or three times a game in big moments. He has to play more discipline. Yeah, um... The whole team just got played discipline, we being honest. Uh, he definitely gave up some plays then and there, but I'm, you know what's really bothering me at this point? What's really bothering me is the amount of crazy penalties that is um, going on with this team. Like, I, I don't understand why these penalties keep happening. I don't understand why that that call to Emmanuel Forbes, I, I understand why the penalty, I get it. I really didn't have a problem with it, but the ejection, that's what bothered me. That's that's what bothered me throughout the game. You you ejected him and it wasn't it was it was a bad hit, but it wasn't that egregious enough to say, hey, we're going to kick you out of the game. And that left us an opportunity to not see him improve from last week to go up against these wide receivers that we were trying to see, hey, can he take that next step? That's that's what really bothered me. 
And um, I don't know what to do at this point with the referees, not only for the commanders, but the referees overall with this team. It's, it's, I mean, not the team, but the it's, it's really bothersome. Yeah, so, I, like, I'm just numb to it at this point. Like, not until Roger Goodell does something, and I don't believe it's going to happen because it happens in a postseason, Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. I'm just numb to it. Like, but he shouldn't have gotten ejected. Anybody in their right mind knows that ejection shouldn't have happened. New York just picks and chooses when they want to insert themselves into a game, um, especially at key moments. And there's definitely going back earlier into the season when Logan Thomas was given that blow by Kareem Jackson. New York didn't intervene. He stayed in the game, didn't get ejected. It's the small things. But it, nothing's going to change until Goodell does something. Just simple as that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, between this, then Ron Rivera not calling the challenge flags on largely non-catches by Devontae Smith and all the other stuff that's happened this year with the refs, like, I'm I'm really over it. And yeah, they've lost us, I can say, at least three games this year, and that's me being honest. Just me being honest. Um, Moving forward to more breaking down this game, how do you feel the Titans did this game? I wasn't expecting them to be involved early, but we saw a little bit more of – Bates in the passing game, Thomas early on to open up the offense a little bit. How do you feel about that? Do you think they should continue doing that? And Cole Turner, another healthy scratch. Do you think he's just not a fit for this offense? Uh, I don't – for the Cole Turner question, I don't think – I don't really think it's a fit in the offense. I think it's more – I think it's more in terms of they want a little more physicality when it comes to blocking. That's why Arma is the one getting called up. And the I formation is starting to use way more than we've seen in the past in this offense. But the tight ends, you know, it was a good week to get the tight ends involved and the running backs, like I stated earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle has a, a very good-looking secondary um, between Woolen, uh, Witherspoon, Bryant, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, like you can name a lot of love. They got love as well. You can name all those guys in the secondary. Uh, they're able to run sideline to sideline, and using guys like John Bates and Logan Thomas and even Alex Armour on one play, like they're able to um, get the the easy yardage underneath and also provide uh, good run blocking in the run game. So I was really impressed. With the, uh, I was really impressed with the offense overall. Now, of course, there was that one point in the game where they punted like at least three to four times, and we did nothing with that. That's something, but you know, it's that's going to happen. I just think you know, it's it's more execution than really play calling. But that stuff can get better overall with more time. And I do have another question for you. So there's been a lot of talk going around about Sam Howell and how he's progressed this season. Do you think winning is a quarterback stat or is it a team stat? Do you think his success is washed away because the team isn't playing well when we know that's the defensive reason? Or do you believe that he's still a good quarterback regardless of the record? Oh, gosh. 
I I will say this. Quarterback quarterback wins when I was a younger fan, I always believed it wasn't that because it's 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 almost like how I want to say it. I'm really trying to think. It, it's almost like you're trying when you have a pitcher for a, a baseball team, right? It's like a pitcher for a baseball game, and they're out there, and they are contributing to the cause of the win or the L every time they play. That's how I see the quarterback position because it's it has boosted to the most important position in all the sports because it's really the hardest to play between the physical, the mental, and everything that comes with it. But it's also the most dependable because everything around it has to be at least good enough or average. Or, you know, you have teams like the Philadelphia Eagles where they go all in. That's where it makes a play in how a quarterback performs really well. So I'm going to say it's not a quarterback stat because context matters to when a quarterback plays and how things are around him. Like, Kenny Pickett is 6-3 and three this year, but they're winning in spite of Kenny Pickett. Like, Kenny Pickett is not blowing the walls off. And, of course, you know, Mac, I do not like Matt Canada. I, I truly despise him. But that's where, you know, all that contest matters for that position because it's like, hey, you know, he he's, he's doing his job, but how much is he, is he really the one putting the team on his back? And for Sam, we can say right now, Sam is putting the team on his back. And that I think that's the difference from maybe a lot of quarterbacks. And people didn't expect that out of him because, you know, based on the round he was selected and all that stuff, the kid can play. And that's all I got to say. Like, wins are not a quarterback stat. We, we do that because it's like, well, this person plays, we're always going to win. That's not necessarily true. I have people to throw the ball to. You have to have people to protect you. You have to have weapons. It's good for you to have good. It's, it's about it to me. I think it's a balance. Winning is a balance of both quarterback play and team. I think it should be a balance. The team should be effective, and also the quarterback should be effective to elite in order to win games. But I do think Sam, in no, no matter the production of this team, he's proved himself to be an NFL quarterback for several years plain and simple like our defense has just been a letdown and I think like I've been saying it's time for Del Rio to go there's no reason why Mayo is still playing linebacker give, give us maybe one splash play every blue moon yet he did have one good stop this past game but those are just the small things that can change the difference just switching one person out you do have it's not like we don't have depth we do have they might not that not, not be great but just new bodies, fresh bodies, speed, tackling, the small things that help the defense out. Like even trying to bring Kaliki Hudson. One week they'll, they'll try to bring Kaliki Hudson. The next week he's not even nowhere to be found. Like we still have Jabril Cox. Like these are just different pieces. We still got Eifler. These are just different pieces. We still got Dejon Harris. 
that can be put out there to see if any of those combinations will make this defense a little bit better. Sticking with the same thing is not working. So you have to change, not just as that defensive coordinator, at a head coach, you got to jump in and say it's time for something to change on this defense. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. If this defense was in the top 15 or 16, this is definitely either a 5-5 five and five or probably the highest ceiling, maybe a 6-3 and three team. Based definitely. on the output. And it's, it's, it's really bothersome because now we see in five of the 10 games this year so far, we have scored more than 24 points. That's the most since 2017 with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Uh, the offense is in the higher percentages. The prop, To be honest with you, it's the highest percentage of offense we had had in the Ron Rivera era. And with a young quarterback that is growing every week, it's being wasted because we can't stop checkdowns. It's being every wasted single week. we can't adjust the middle of the field to stop slants. Every we single know- week. Every single week. What is being done at practice? They keep saying at the pressers. Um, we, we've been we've been working on the not giving up big plays. You can say that every single week, but every single week a big play has been given up against us. Like this week, another big play was given up against us. I thought they were supposed to be working on that. Like just the small things, and that comes down to coaching. And the right. guys that's getting paid needs to step up as well. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick little commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to give our Sam Howe report. So buckle up. This is Command Time with Kayla and DT on the Fans First Sports Network. And we are back on the Command Time with Kayla and DT on the Fans First Sports Network at the little commercial break. So, Kayla, let's go ahead and do our grades. Let's start with Sam Howe. Um, Sam Howe has another spectacular performance. Um, now, there there was some things um, I would probably say – could have been better in terms of the reads and stuff, but I'm happy with the form because we started to see him improvise way more than usually usual. Uh, getting the ball out to the backfield to Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, the tight ends, uh, Terry McLaurin late, uh, Deami Brown on that 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 was the be- that was the best throw of the game. I'm sorry, that throw Amazing. right there, spectacular, spectacular. That spectacular. that throw right there is what you see from supposedly the top three to five quarterbacks that we consistently talk about year in, year out. The Joe Burrows, the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts, the Patrick Mahomes. That was that type of throw we saw on Sunday to lead the team to victory. And and Kayla, let's also talk about this. For some reason, Sam plays good on the road, man. He said it himself he loves road games. He said it himself. I don't know why. It's the extra motivation. But hopefully this week that changes. We need him to show up at home, um, even though he does. But we need him to be the same Sam that he is on the road at home, even though it's still close. But we need to, we need the Superman Sam at home come Sunday. Um, but I do want to grade him so far this season at B plus. Um, he still needs a few things he needs to work on. By the end of the season, it will be an A. Every week he has improved on different things. He's calling audibles now. The ball is coming out faster. It's taking less sacks. Just the small thing. So now I, the next thing I want to see him do is not miss on your first progression. If you see somebody going downfield, 
attack them. Um, don't don't be hesitant. Instead of going for the short game, don't be hesitant. Just just get it to them. We have the arm. That's the um, next step to push him to an A. But pretty much he's almost there. He's probably like a B plus plus right now. If I was to grade him right now. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll say his interim report. LOL. His interim report right now is definitely I'll say B plus. Um, the only thing that's really bringing it down is the Giants game. And I'm really not going to count. I mean, I'll count the Bills game, but I kind of expected that performance to be for Sam Howe. But the Giants game, I felt like we we definitely should have came out way better than expected. Um, let's, let's grade out the running backs. How would you grade the running backs? Um, this season? Altogether, I'm going to go ahead and say a C because they're not being used effectively. They're being used, but they're not being used effectively each week. But when they are being used, they are effective. So I'm going to give the group as a whole a C right now. Uh, I'm going to be the opposite. I'm going to give them a B. Um, I know a lot of people are screaming about we're not consistently running the ball and this and that, but if I'm not mistaken, the offense is better. Uh, we're like in the top 15 in time of possession, and really, even though we're not running 30 times a game, the the, the effectiveness and the volume of it, the majority of the times, if it's not four yards a game for Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson is getting four to seven yards a pop with the amount of carries he's getting and catching the ball on the backfield. I think that's the the biggest thing people have to realize, you know, with the Andy Reid slash EB offense of Kansas City to Washington now, the, the, the bubble screens, the slip screens, those are all extensions of the run game. And with that being said, I like so far what has I've seen – Okay, like if we could make an argument, like we should feel like you know Robinson should get like maybe twelve carries a game. Like, cool, I, I have no problem with that. But I, I, I will say this though to your point, I do think Antonio Gibson needs to get a little bit more involved. Um, I want to see more C Rob, Chris Rodriguez. I want to see more of Rodriguez. I like how he runs and his the flow in offense. Ever since each um, time he's touched the ball this year and a few snaps he's had. They've been solid carries. Call me crazy, but I think Jonathan Williams came back. I wouldn't be surprised if they activate Jonathan Williams sometime the last couple of weeks. Uh, depending on how many games we win, they may just leave them. Dep- depending on how the season's flowing, I say. But if they do that, we're going to have to run def- uh, um, definitely run the ball if they add him. Okay, so let's let's grade Great. the wide receiver group. Uh, this this probably might be the wild one. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm gonna have to get the wide receiver group a C minus. Um, and here here's why. You're not alone. I'm gonna give them a C. Uh, the the wide receiver group we we said it was gonna be the strength of the team. Based on the talent, based on what, the, what each individual can do, um, Terry Corn, you know he's the lead dog. He's what's everybody consider 
top 10 receiver, even though that has been a, a long long discussion past couple of days. I don't want to get into that. But um, Terry has, I won't say it's a down-down year, but based on what's going on, it, it, it feels definitely different this year coming from Terry McCorn. But I don't think it's the end of the world. Jahan Dotson is probably, not not even probably, uh, Jahan has disappointed me with the drops. Um, this is a guy that was, you know, labeled shorthand, able to make ridiculous catches then and there in the biggest moments. But I don't know if it's the, the fact that the offense is more horizontal and all about getting the ball into different playmakers' hands, not focusing on two guys like we have seen from other teams. I think Jahan, even though the the small targets he has been getting, there are times where he should be catching the easy throws and he's making it hard on himself. And for a first-round pick that we invested in, um, you have to make those plays. We see the route running, but you have to finish. And with with Curtis, Curtis has been has been good for us. Uh, I feel like he's finally in an offense that fits his skill set. The the one thing that's going to hurt him though is definitely the injuries that has been a thing with him in the past. Um, you know, the ankle, knee, toe, whatever you want to call it. The injuries have been the biggest thing for Curtis Samuel. Yeah, so I'm going to give us a C- minus as well um, because, one, a few things you said. One, drops have been a problem all season for, for the wide receivers across the board, not just Jahan. Um, a lot of drop passes and on critical possessions, game-winning drops, that, that changes things. Um, also, there's been times where they just haven't been able to beat their man. And also, Terry, I think he needs to get more involved in the red zone, but I – do think this offense is not like receiver based. Like they spread the ball four, five, six receivers. And then with Curtis Samuel, I like how he was used early in the season. But since this like injury bug, he hasn't been as effective. So now we can grade the tight end room. How what would you give the tight end room this season? Hello? My fault. Can you hear me now? How would you rate the tight end room this season? Uh I would I would probably say the the tight end room is probably a C plus as well. I but they're being used, but I don't want to say it. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I think I think we can do better with Logan Thomas and I, I, I like Bates and the thing about Cole Turner not being used and stuff, he's supposed to be that receiving threat. And with Logan, Logan is just basically a possessive receiver that's six six. 
we need somebody dynamic in that position that helps the wide receiver room. Another thing we did not talk about with the wide receivers is has been kind of the lack of separation. I don't know, has it been because of play calling with the long development plays that EB has been using or, you know, just other things going on or teams know how the offense was run. But I think with a tight end that is athletic, can run somewhere in the four fives, it they can help this offense truly reach its potential. So I'm going to say a C for the tight end rules. I love him, though, but I think we can have a, we need a guy there. I'm going to give it a C as well. Um, solid, okay room. It's a mediocre room altogether. Bates is a good blocker. Logan is a blanket guy, but we don't have that guy, tight end that can dominate the game in a red zone. We just don't have that right now. We need a younger tight end that can just go vertical, a vertical threat, run down the field, get in the red zone, be physical. We just don't have that splashy guy. Logan's been a security blanket, but that's about it. He can be used a little bit more. He has dropped the ball at times as well. So I do think there can be more production from that room, but I'm not mad about it. I was yeah. also expecting way more from Cole Turner this year, though. I was expecting him to yeah. be the factor in the red zone. Yeah, I, I I wanted more for Cole too, but it, it's definitely something going on that we're not in behind closed doors. So offensive line, I'm I am going to say the first half before the changes, I'm gonna say definitely a F. But these last couple of games, I'll give them a B. So. If I had to put a greater scale around that, I would give this offensive line a C plus. Um, I like the current lineup right now. We could definitely use a little bit more athleticism in certain spots. But this offensive line has the only thing that's going to hurt this offensive line. I mean, two things going to hurt this offensive line that people are not going to talk about that are outside this fan base. One, the high usage of the actual run game. And two, the mm, okay, I said run game. Oh, and the sacks. <laughs> How can I forget that? The sacks are what's going to be what everybody say is a bad offensive line. But we know with Sam, he was uh, he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks coming in college, coming out of college. So he has already in his lifetime took a large amount of beatings and hits then and there. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would give it a C plus based on the first half and comparing to the last three weeks, they kind of have folded and made a, a strong opinion for the offensive line. Like there are some certain spots that we can work with next year, but we know there are certain spots that we can build to be better. So I'll, I'll say a C plus. Yes. I'll give them a C plus as well. Started off Rocky. All across the board, played sloppy, communication was off, Sam was getting hit left and right. For the small changes that changed everything, the center, which people forget how important having a good center is in the NFL. They pretty much make that offensive line. They communicate with the quarterback. They make sure the ball is snapped okay. And then the size as well helps at the center position. And also having a young guard come in, like in you know, Chris Paul, being very athletic, 
he's been really pretty pretty strong at that guard position these past few weeks as well. So I'll give them a C plus, and all they can do is grow together until next year, which I believe they will grow together by the end of the year. Communication makes it even make them even stronger together, because cohesion within the offensive line makes miracles. Right. Right. Okay. Um, We're gonna have thanks. D line next. This D line gets an F. I'm sorry. No, we're gonna go. We're gonna have a quick commercial break. We will be right back. Thanks for watching FFSN. Okay, welcome, welcome back. So we did give our offensive grades so far this season. On Saturday's episode, we're gonna grade the defense so far this year. Let's grade the offensive coaching staff though. How do you feel though? Ron has been this year so far. Ron has been Ron has been Ron. So I'm going to give Ron I I gotta give him a feeling great. I mean we're four and six. I mean like there's games that we definitely should have won. There are some games that he should have challenged in and there, all that stuff. So Ron is getting a Ron's getting a D for me. The only reason he's not getting the F is because uh, we we won some games. If we were like one and five or two win team, he definitely get that. But he's he's getting a D. Okay, so I'll give Ron a D as well. I was expecting him being not a, a, the game manager this season. I was expecting a little bit more for him, and I do believe he should just retire in this season. Um, he's done all he could do do with this team. Got his places. Built the culture. He still doesn't know how to manage timeouts well, challenges at games. You have to, it, it shouldn't take a player faking an injury for you to call a challenge. Like, it's the small things. And you're just a game manager, so called. So, time for him to go. I give him a, a D as well for the season. How would you rate um, EB this year so far? EB, I'm going to give EB uh, a C plus and go to the finals. And I, I, I say that because it you can see EB is he still growing into this play calling role as well, coming out of Kansas City, knowing he doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes, knowing he doesn't have a Travis Kelsey, knowing he doesn't have um, the same offensive line that he just left. So he's he's basically making uh, chicken stew out of the leftover chicken pieces from a. A Walmart deli, you know what I'm saying? So he he's definitely growing, and he's been the bright one of the bright spots of this season. Yeah, so I'm going to give him a B minus as well. Started off rocky, but he is a younger. I'm not younger. He is a newer offensive coordinator, new system, new quarterback, new team. So I was expecting a few struggles, but what he has shown me is he can adjust, and that he's trusting the quarterback. And all he's been doing every week has been making the game plan even better for Sam and for the team. So I'm just expecting him to grow that B-plus into an A-plus by the end of the season. And also, I do want to shout out to Vita Pritchard, um, amazing quarterback coach for Sam Howell. Love the development. It's the small things. People don't talk about quarterback coaching, but in the past, ours been trash, so i got to give um, credit when credit is due. The small things, the technique, the techniques, um, shout out to him for that as well. And before we close out this episode, two, any last thoughts from the game? And then what's one breakout player from the game? Final thoughts from the game are 
Sam Howell once again puts on a spectacular performance, but ultimately is not enough because of the competency of the off of the defense, I would say. The defense and coaching malpractice. And I, I cannot wait for the next time we meet because we definitely gotta get ready because once again it's Giants Week. Um the most hated fan base I have on Twitter, the most mooted fan base I have on Twitter. And I still look at their takes just so I can have receipts because Sunday, we're winning. We're winning Sunday. I can't, I, can't, I can't say that quite no, yet. No, we're, we're I, want, I want us to. We are winning Sunday. I speak it to existence because it's my birthday week. My birthday is Friday. We're going to win this game. Well, you know, we lost on my birthday week, so. Well, that because it was your birthday. This is my birthday. Okay, who was the star player against the Seahawks for you? Sam Howell. Okay, you're going with Sam. I'm going to go who, with who, Sam. Who, who else was going to say star player? I mean, okay. you can say I'm going to go ahead and say but, Brian. Yeah, so for the um, standout player for me against the Seahawks was Brian Robinson, very versatile used in a passing game. Did have a touchdown, very effective, over 100 yards. Um, solid game for the young man. I think the best game he's had all year. And the last thoughts, defense just has to play together. They have to stop, stop the big plays, and they have to close the game. I got a question. Who threw, who threw Brian Robinson the ball? But who had the legs? Okay, that's what I just I mean, I mean, Okay, um, so no, I know a pass score, but he probably would have thrown it straight to the sideline. Not even considering running back. That's, that's that's definitely true. Um, but where can the people follow you at? You guys can follow me at D Cleveland Junior. That's my personal Twitter slash X page. You guys can also follow at Darius Ricks. That is my ins and out D podcast page. He is out D podcast. The friend friendly podcast of covers all Washington Commanders, all NFL, and much more in the football community. Uh, you guys can follow me on those apps. Okay, you can follow me on XKPAL0922. And don't forget, it's never the Eagles time, never the Giants time, never the Cowboys time, but it's always command time. Stay safe. We will see you guys again on the Fan First Sports Network on Saturday to break down this Giants matchup. Um, stay safe, everyone. All right. You guys have a great night.